Hey, what's up? What's happening, man? How you doing? Good. Uh, Goodish. Allow me to tell you, you sound like crap. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it's probably not going to get better. I mean, I have to warn people now. If I start hacking up a lung... And do I we even have a, over. Do we have a cough button or something like that? No. See, back in radio days, you do have a cough button. So what do we do if we don't have a cough button? Uh, I think I'll get up and I'll walk out that glass door. Right. And then you'll probably hear some of that happening. You, you bent over, like throwing up on the concrete. Yeah. Are like, you going to yeah, get me sick? Fine. I just need to know because I'm going to a basketball No, it's tournament. all allergies. I don't know what's going on. Like, this is like stuff swirling in the air. Everything, man. So my dog, my dogs are coughing and sneezing. Do you, <laughs> are your dogs coughing and sneezing? It's pretty funny, actually. Only whenever, whenever Jones eats too quickly. Like, he just wants to inhale all the yeah. food. He wants to hoover up the food. And then he wants to, like, heave and, like, all the muscles in his stomach yeah, are yeah. contracting. But why do you time your dogs for their meals? You shouldn't time them and take their food away if they're not done. Uh, well, I just is that is that what you've I, done? I have to sit there now and put my hand over the bowl and I say <laughs> slow, you know. Otherwise, he's gagging. Oh, and by the way, right the, right before I came over here to record, uh, I was like, Jones, come on, get get out of the backyard. I go out there. He's digging a hole to China, and he, you know, you, you remember the the Who's in Whoville? Sure. Like he. He had dug so aggressively into the into the dirt that like the grass was sticking out of his paws like a who. And I pick him <laughs> up and good. he's just both hands out. I love it. And luckily I have a utility sink, so I just shoved him in there and washed him Did off. Did you find your earbud case buried in the hole? That's he owes you he owes you some. That's earbuds. a sensitive subject still. I know it is. I just I bring it up, see if the skin and was. And he still grabbed well. my Eric Church sunglasses the other day and took them under what we call his lair what and chewed a, those up. What is an Eric Church sunglasses? You know Eric Church? I do know country. Eric Church. He's I a had great a pair artist. of sunglasses that looked like his. So they're branded Eric Church or they just look no, like No, they just Eric looked Church. like Eric Church. I got them for twelve ninety nine. Oh you are something else. And they're gone now too. I'd like to. Have, I have to look that up. Jones the Destroyer is what Join, I call him. Oh man, he's a cute dog though. By the way, Bridget and I were in your neck of the woods, and we drove by your house. I don't want to get too far into that, but what an amazing house! Thank you. My the wife was so just. Je- yeah, she just wants to like buy your house or move in with you guys. So you need to talk that over. She with can have Tara. it. It's hers. <laughs> I'm working right. on on my compassion, and that's a way I can be compassionate. You are. I will tell her, <laughs> and thank you in advance. So come on, in. there you go. It's yours. So you know what's coming up, Kinsley, in August. Um, Prime time live is coming up, and that is with Nationwide, and Nationwide being our headline sponsor. Love you guys, and uh, very very fired up. And I know something you don't. Okay, lay okay. it on me because this is a rare chance maybe, for you to do that. Maybe one or two things, maybe <laughs> that you don't know. Uh, I'm talking to Mike Whitaker, and he hits me up with a couple ideas on what we're going to do. So, you know, session one, I, I probably don't want to say what session one is because maybe he hasn't announced it yet. So they've got three sessions for Mattress University, session one, session two, session three. We are going to be session three, right? We're going to be like the big finale. Shouldn't we be session dose? Oh, <laughs> Actually, he's got something special planned for session dose that really can only fit in session dose. Are we going to add another mark? Is that what you're dropping on? No, no, it's no. Be mark My, cubed. But, but Whitaker is going to join us for this, and uh, we're going to do session three. And hello, Tom Whalen. Hello, Chad Fisher. Thanks for joining us on Facebook Live. Um, and so, anyway, yeah, man, he has this idea 
and it's going to be off the hook good. You are going to love it, and I'm going to let him tell you about it, though. But anyway, Primetime Live in August. I thought you were New actually Orleans. going to give me some information oh, here. I'm not going to tell I you. I know something you don't, and then you go into it, and you don't tell me what it is. So what I should have said is, I know something you don't, and I'm still not going to tell you. Are you guys going to tell me the moment I walk on stage? Yeah, well, or we, are we, gonna... we, we crafted it together, and so you, of course, are going to have the harder part because you weren't part of that original brainstorm. That's so. how this works, right? <laughs> But no, man, I can't wait. And we're going to get to talk a lot about right, the industry. Okay, and there's Kinsley inside an actual human cannon. <laughs> He's exactly in one of those right. suits with the helmet. Well, and we're going we're gonna to light the fuse. Yeah, for sure. Together. It, of course. <laughs> and, and there's an 80% chance you're going to hit the net on the other side of the room. At least 80%. So you're saying there's a chance. So the, <laughs> no, man, I, I'm fired up because nationwide... And their primetime live event is so cool because it's a chance for people to come together, share ideas, be in a room, be present, and uh, just be enthusiastic about the industry. And you've been to their events. I have not. Uh, but you know, everything you've told me is that they're incredible. So It is so fun. It is so incredibly fun. I spoke at Mattress University a couple of times. And it's just like the energy of the nationwide conferences and whatever you get that many people that are thinking about similar things together and want to be inspired and want to kind of use all the tools and the techniques and the strategies that nationwide offers them. It's a place where it becomes a clearinghouse for your thinking. And it's such a great place to, to get together in person. We've talked about the value of that uh, in the past. So I'm super excited. Get to nationwide's uh, event coming up August 19th through the 21st. There I get you the go. dates right. Sure. 2019, and uh, we'll, yeah, we'll dose Marcos. Mattress we'll University, come check it out. Dose Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together. They are Dos Marcos. Um, so, I'm just okay. going to turn this way every time I... Just, yeah, I no, no. I, but what did I do? I called you on the way here and I go, if you get me sick, and you said, no, 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 no. no nothing no, no. contagious. No, nothing contagious. Okay. So, no, tariffs, a big deal right now. A lot of conversation going on around that. 25% tariffs coming in, imports on China. And so we've had a lot of discussions with different people. And um, so what are you hearing? So what are people saying to you? Uh, from their perspective as it relates to the tariffs? Overwhelmingly, I keep hearing from people that there's going to be a market reset. It's going to shake out in some fashion. Uh, does, and then we're going to move on. You know what I mean? It's like anything else that's happened in the past. Like Things are going to take hold. People are going to decide you know, who is actually going to eat some of that cost, how much of it is going to be absorbed by you know, the manufacturers and the suppliers and the retailers, and how much is actually going to be passed on to the consumer. And a fair amount is going to get passed on to the consumer. And, you know, Bill McLaughlin with Furniture Today had a really good point and a nice blog. I actually dropped him a note to say this. He, he was talking about whenever this adversity like this strikes people's business, you know, it's a chance for you to show character and to, you know, deepen and strengthen relationships with um, the people that you want to do business with. Uh, I mean, it, we, we have to... When I look at the tariffs, I think about people's businesses built around 
Chinese imports. And, you know, I empathize with them because they, they've obviously been bringing in goods to meet a market demand. Right. I mean, they, if they, if they weren't selling them, then they would, wouldn't like, if there wasn't a demand, then they wouldn't need to have the supply. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, I think to myself, I love opportunities uh, for reshoring um, and for domestic suppliers to, to regain market share because over time, uh, left unchecked, um, you know, Chinese, the Chinese government subsidizing the cost of goods to come into our country is only going to continue to erode domestic market share. And when that happens over time, those companies, those jobs, those supply lines completely uh, evaporate. And when that happens, you start losing jobs. And over time, what, what the Chinese government has historically done, it seems, is they'll take that market share, they'll gobble it up, they'll make sure that competition is gone, and then they're going to go ahead and raise prices down the road. You know? So... Yeah, you can't, you can't sell it that cheap forever. Right. Yeah, and even, even if they can't, could con- continue to sell it that cheaply forever, why would they if their competition has disappeared and the demand is still there? So the prices are going to come back, probably not as high, but they're going to come back up to some degree. So, I mean, we, we were around in the past whenever the anti-dumping duties were placed uh, on Chinese inner springs. I mean, here in the U.S., you remember this. I do, and, and it's actually the reason I started the Q's Views blog is because at the time, being with Leggett, I felt very strongly that Leggett needed to have a voice around that, and people were upset, Kinsley, that um, we were going after tariffs on inner springs, but here's the reality, and this is true for... By the way, did I step on you? Were you nope. finished finishing a thought there? Yeah. I got a little anxious. After all this time, you can't read me? Yeah, well, all right. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> and I and the, and the scowl, I thought that was... No, so it goes back to the Leggett and Platt situation. Um, China is shipping inner springs into the United States. And it's cheaper than what Leggett can make it for. Now, Leggett is vertical, right? All the way back to melting steel. So there's nobody that could have made inner springs as efficiently as Leggett. So if there was a way to cut, cut costs, I mean, Leggett had that figured out. Here's the problem. When you start doing that, we shut factories down. Families, American families, lost their jobs and got put out onto the street in the unemployment line because of the China um, dumping into the market. Fast forward to today, it's the same thing. And by the way, people figured it out, to your point earlier, right? So you just figure out new supply chains. Uh, and 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 it does. It helps you know companies like Leggett or whoever, domestic manufacturers. It does force you to really look at how to improve and get more efficient and cut costs. So that all does happen. There's That's a, a positive byproduct of something like this. But when you're dumping these finished beds now, and it happened with furniture, same thing. Um, then things just kind of evolve and you pivot. And what's going to end up happening, I think, is the factories in China, now all of those guys are looking for other places, those producers, other places to produce. So they're going to other countries. And so the the production's moving out of China into other countries, which is what the United States wants. They want to hurt China if they're going to continue to be bad actors in trade and be unfair to us in terms of that. And so, you know, art, we're suffering. The American manufacturer is suffering. Now, back to your point, though, who's going to pay? The consumer will most certainly pay for um, the tariffs and increased costs. So that is definitely a downside. But then the other side of that is if you don't 
do something, then where does it go? Like, what's the end game? If you don't stop them at what they're doing and causing our own manufacturing to suffer from that, then what happens to American manufacturing? And, and I get that people, some people really aren't on board with tariffs. What I don't understand is if it's not a tariff and you're trying to get China to act better, I just don't know what the, I have not heard a good solution. So if you have that good solution, I would be, I would be very open to hearing it, but I have yet to hear anyone say tariff isn't the right thing to do to get them to act differently. This is the answer. Do you know the answer? Have you heard an answer to that? I haven't heard an answer. I mean, I've heard some people. I don't think there is a good answer to you. No, there's there's not. I mean, I think that I think the retailers on the front lines are going to have some really key perspective on this. But whenever you think about the buying behavior, um, people come into the marketplace and they really don't know how much things cost. You know what I mean? Especially yeah, in a large no ticket item, a durable good, whatever you want to call it. So whenever they see a price increase over last time, I mean, the gap between when they bought and when they rebuy is pretty significant. So, I, I mean, I think people people are looking at this and being like, oh, the volume's just going to dramatically drop and the basket of goods and this, that, and the other. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's questionable at this point uh, just, because, just because the buying cycle is so spread out. And I don't think people know what things cost. I mean, yeah, they're going to be able to go online and do some price checking, but you know, the tariff is broad. You know, it's it's not like people are going to be buying stuff um, online from another country and getting the savings because the shipping costs are going to be so high. You know what I mean? It's like totally this agree. is just a big broad reset. And I think that it's a chance for you to, uh, as a maybe a merchandiser, figure out who you're going to do business with. No doubt. And do do a hard reset. I was listening to a podcast recently, and I'm going to get this wrong, so I'm going to paraphrase it, and I'm going to get it wrong, but the idea will be intact, right? So uh, something like New York City, trains, the whole system went down, or it was electricity, or something caused something to happen where the major way commuters got to work every day was completely disrupted, right? And so I think it happened for a day, or maybe it was more than that, maybe two or three days. And so, you know, so what, what do you do? You, you got to get to work. So you pivot and you look for other ways to get to work. Something like 10% of the people, there was some research done afterwards. 10% of the people, after everything was restored back to normal, didn't go back to the same way of getting to work because, because they were forced to find a new way to work. They stuck with it and they went, oh my gosh, like, why wasn't I going this way to work every day until you're forced into finding some new way to do something? Maybe you'll never find that new, better way. So I thought that was so many studies out there that have been done about people are much more likely to hang on to what they have than to choose something else, even though choosing something else brings a much greater reward. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's just the way that we're wired. Like it's like bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Right. You know that old saying? Just saying like, hey, I have this right now. I'm going to hang on to this, even though the, the reward is exponential for me doing something different. People are just like wired to get into that swim lane and not want to leave. So it, it is a great reminder. There are opportunities out there that we hesitate to explore. It's your nature as a human being. So whenever you're forced to do that, 
it gives you a chance to bring some new perspective to, to existing situations. And, you know, it goes back, Kinsley, to um, companies that are agile and creative thinkers and looking for those solutions all along. Um, those are the guys that are going to win. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, to your point, I think it's and, and Tom's right here, by the way. Um, and TJ, we're, talking, we're uh, talking about Facebook for the podcast listeners looking at uh, TJ Whelan. Yep, out there at Famous State in Florida. And he said, true words haven't been spoken yet. There's still a 799 Queen set, which is what they spent 15 years ago. <laughs> 799 is outrageous, right? And I think he's right. Thank I think, did TJ just say that Kinsley nailed it? Um, is this his way of saying? That is exactly <laughs> what he said. Yep. Thank um, you, TJ. No, but it, but it's always, right? I mean, it's like, it's not going to change. That's now. the thing. And here we are, like, as an industry, time and time again, talking about the value of better sleep and how you get there and comfort life and all these things. And we're like, Hey, you're going to get what you pay for. We want to bring people up market. We want to get them into better sleep sets. We don't want them to be in this replacement cycle. That's two and a half years because they're buying a hunk of foam wrapped in a piece of paper towel, you know? Yeah. And if you do, do buy the hunk of foam wrapped in a piece of paper towel, <coughs> see, I haven't even coughed yet. I'm sorry. That was me. Cough button. And if you do buy that, your replacement cycle is going to be more rapid, um, but they're going to replace it with a similar price product. Yeah, but they don't know. Your, There's no context, right? I mean, what is a $7.99 bed compared to what it was a year ago? A consumer is not going to know or have that measurement. We get that question, I mean, all the time yeah. at Englander. It's like, hey, I have this this bed at this model, and they, they just don't have any context for mm -hmm. what is the current version. Now, it. what might change though is the starting price point. So you have on Amazon, you know, a lot of these $239, $249 beds. My guess is as, as they shift into Vietnam and some of these other countries to produce, I don't know that they'll be able to produce them as cheaply, but uh, my guess is it'll be pretty, pretty freaking well, you're close. Gonna have, so. You're going to have a, some major factory constraints in Vietnam, if you're going to try to take the volume that was done in China yep. and shift that over to the infrastructure of Vietnam, which isn't even close to scale of what's happening in China. Sure. And I've heard that um, people have ordered goods from Vietnam. Some have received them. Some have not. And so, yeah, yeah. They're, they're still trying to get, um, you know, the capital investment, the machinery landed, the lines set up. The, the workers trained. I mean, you have a lot to get going there to repeat what's happening in China. Yep. And some people are like, yeah, you're putting one finger in the dam and another hole is going to open up. Maybe, but you know, my, my push to people would be like, at this point, what's going to, you know, what's, what's Occam's razor? You know, what's the simplest solution here? And, and so look at it like that. I mean, I hope for a lot of people it's using domestic supply. I mean, I also get... Like it makes me mad sometimes when I think about this topic because here in the U.S. sometimes we're our own worst enemy, and I have a quick story about yeah, that. Yeah, how so? So when I was at Leggett, we worked on Made in USA certified. Right. So you know we're talking about making inner springs, okay? And we had a, a, a still mill in Sterling, Illinois. And so it was really cool because Sterling, Illinois, they had this big steel mill that we would melt scrap. 95% of it was recycled steel. So there's a good environmental piece of the puzzle there. But 95% recycled steel. We melt it down. 
we draw it into into billets and then rod and then wire and really the rod would hop on these railroad track railroad tracks in sterling and go down the railroad tracks 500 miles to carthage right to our wire mill draw it down into the wire gauges we needed to make the inner springs i mean look at the look at the vertical vertical integration there and like there's almost no pure model like we're making that stuff no one's vertical to that degree there's right. no doubt and so we go through this made in usa certified thing and they go okay well you, the ftc gets involved and the ftc says like well ho- hold on a second like you know, the refrigerators and the cars you're melting down this recycled because you buy you buy scrap on the open market. Are you kidding? They said, me? "Hey, where was that? Where was that stuff made? Where was the? Where were those cars and those refrigerators you're melting down? Where was that made?" And we're like, "I did not know this story." We're like, uh, "You buy scrap on the op- open market, and really, the definition, the spirit of the term made in USA is more tied to." Um, significant transformation. Was there a significant transformation? Well, yeah, we melted it down, back down into hot, like hot lava, basically, before pouring it in the thing and doing our formulation and making it into steel. And then, you know, we were discussing this, and I'm like, what, what are they going to do next? Are they going to make us trace it back to the star that exploded and created the <laughs> element that then landed on the Earth? I'm like, this is this completely... Uh goes outside the guardrails of the spirit of what this meant. And, well, this and, is and I decided, you know what I decided to do? I, I'm like, I can say this. I can say we have factories in Monroe, Georgia, in Carthage, Missouri, in Ennis, Texas, and we employ this many American workers, and we do this. So I just got into the specifics and gave, you know, it was like, f- forget about that. I mean, did that you, so did you shut it down we because did, of that? You I decided, never brought that forward. We decided to to not try to go through something that was um, not even close to achievable. Like there, right? Okay. And well, why, that's too bad. You know, I started that when I was. But there. We, so why do we do that to ourselves as a country? And then and then we wonder why we had this onslaught of domestic of uh, foreign goods, and we have, you know, limited, like we've really hamstrung ourselves domestically over the years. So you know, I started that project when I was at Leggett. Yeah. And until right now, I thought the whole time you just thought that that was a stupid idea. And it, you just got in and you go, Quinn was like, stupid. This is ridiculous. We're not doing that. And canned it. I'm glad yeah. to know there was a reason that yeah. I, I feel I mean, a little better. And, and, and again, like we've talked about with, you know, getting creative within the constraints that you have. I decided, you know what? I know what we can say. We can say that here are our factory locations and we sleep well at night knowing that, you know, we employ this many American workers. Right. And, and, it, and, it, and it said Made in USA in a much more meaningful, um, uh, much more emotional way than just putting a flag on your stuff. That's a, that's a crazy bar for anyone to have to jump over. So that's so stupid. And usually I like crazy bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me like you made a good, a good call there. So anyway, that's it on tariffs. Um, let us know what you think. Um, How are you going to handle it? I always take it back to um, people, the people issue, and what impact does it have on people and companies and our friends who have manufacturing facilities and adjustable bed bases and all of our friends making those. Like it has that business as well. So anyway, um, yeah, I think it's a, a. It ultimately comes down to a people issue, 
And uh, so for them, I think that's, you know, the tariff thing is probably a good thing for local producers. So And I think that, you know, one one more capping point is, you know, people that do import certain goods, there, there is a legitimate argument in certain cases within certain categories that they don't have a good domestic supplier. Sure. And in that case, I mean, I think it, it, it is something where, hey, you know, maybe they found a Chinese supplier that's good and it's meeting a need that domestically we don't fulfill. I mean, it is a global economy and I understand that there are certain categories that, you know, we don't make everything like we used to. So it's something you got to navigate. Um, let us know how you're handling it. Head over to, to dosmarcospodcast.com or our Facebook page. Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Dos Marcos, and you can uh, let us know what's what. Hey, and do us a favor and go to iTunes. A favor. A favor. Go to iTunes and give, give him us, five stars. And give, give us, give us, you balance it can out. You ask Let's for, just say can we five ask stars. for five stars. I think we can shamelessly. If you like us a lot, then do, do the five stars. Yeah. And if I had you, one, there was one guy on there that gave us four stars. What? But the text he wrote was like this, the most glowing review. Wow. It was a very glowing review. But so he, I, I was what, like, well, why not five stars? What? Man? What? What did Quinn say? I, uh, <laughs> any number of that. I want to know what costs us the four stars. Uh, see, that, that one star. That's the thing. See, this is the way we're wired. People only pay attention to that one. One thing. You, like you, I've that's heard people say, solid. you never remember everybody that paid you on time. But that one guy that stiffed you. Yeah, right. No doubt. Well, we're grateful for any review. So do that. And by the way, are you a Game of Thrones guy? I'm not. You're no, not. No. Oh, I've never man. seen an episode. Okay. So I just know lots of people die. I'm, <laughs> and the wrong ones, by the way. Oh. Uh, I'm very jealous that you haven't watched any because should you choose to dive into that series, you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, incredibly well done. Fantastic storytelling. Incredible character development. It ended last night. And this whole final season, there's like been two or three episodes and every one you're just like literally... If someone can take you through an hour of entertainment, I think much like this podcast, when people get done listening to this, their jaws probably dropped open because of what they've been listening gape, to. Yeah, a gape. A gape. Uh, their mouth is a gape. Uh, with, with Game of Thrones, uh, a couple of the episodes, you're just like jaw dropped open going, what in the hell just happened? And so they ended it last night. So much speculation. Anyway, I encourage you to go watch it. Now, I'm not going to talk about it because people listening are like, shut up. No spoiler alerts. I'm not going to tell you what happens if you haven't seen it already. But So I need to go binge on it. You do, man. You really do. Eight seasons. So Eight go seasons. enjoy that. Easy catch up. Yeah, no problem. No problem. All right. Well, that's it for us today. We've got uh, a lot more to come. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce Now we got it by the leader Well you take a spring And you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth Or bounce all night Put two together Get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back You don't have to practice The best thing to happen To your mattress Get together to do it
you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. From alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Right, listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no, you need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low We got that type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses